I've been bitching and complaining Using God's name in vain And wishing on so much more To show for, to show for I guess when you're trying just to indoor Battle out the battle You forget that there's a damn war A war to be won A life to be shared Shared with someone And when it rains, it pours It's feast or famine And we've all had many Yo, 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 it's your boy JB with Reggae360. This is episode number 11 with For the Vibes presented by Reggae360. I'm here with a special, very special individual. His name is Mark, aka Just Call Me Mark, aka Mr. Gel Cap Ibuprofen, aka Mr. Band from CVS, aka the Vince Vaughn of Reggae Rock. AKA the Poppin' Master pulling the strings of the Reggae 360 Symphony. Mark, how are you, bro? <laughs> Did you say the Vince Vaughn of Reggae Rock? Bro, I don't know what I said. I blacked out. Oh, my goodness. I'm feeling good, man. We're here. Let me see. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. whoa hold on. I got to tell you, man, I am here with another special individual man that we are blessed and honored to speak to his name is mike aka the greatest songwriter in the game aka a man with the philly cap and the dream aka the chilean lover aka girl i love your shade of brown aka the wife the house the american dream aka a poet, a philosopher, a man so important to the history of the world that he needs to be protected at all costs, Mike Pinto. Mike, how are you? That was quite the introduction. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> That's how you. we do. I like the, the yeah. White the House, the American Dream. Got yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Well, I tell you what, dude. You are one of my favorite musicians of all time. I've been rocking with you since back in the day, man, 2004. Dude, I've loved your yeah. music throughout the year, so it's just... A blessing to be able to speak with you today, man. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, you called me early, man. That was pretty much the first uh, record I dropped. That Little District record was 2004. No, the acoustic record, I think, even before that. I tell you you what, man. For people up in New Hampshire, Boston area. Yeah, man. Dude, we're uh, we're living large up here, man. We got the Celtics playing right now. They're going to get the W, man. But I tell you what, Mike, for all the listeners that don't know your catalog. Let me run through that real quick. The people need to know. 2003, you drop the self-titled Mike Pinto. 2005, Little District. 2009, Everything I Got. 2011, The West Is Still Wild EP. Then you drop some singles. You sprinkled us with some singles. Let You In, Peace of Mind, Crooks. The Last Thing with the Buddha Council. 2017, you blessed us with Hotel Rendezvous. Now, you got this tour, this upcoming tour with Long Beach Dub All-Stars, the Agri-Lights. Tell me, oh, man, yeah. how's, how's life, man? What are you excited about? What's what's good with you, well, Mike? I'm excited about writing some even more music you know, to get uh, back to beef up that catalog even more, man. I'm excited. Yeah. It's been long. I've I bounced around a lot and uh, and ended up somehow in Bayville, New Jersey, near Tom's River, which I never would have believed I ever would have lived if you had asked me any years ago. But um, really happy right now and 
putting our energy into gutting a house and redoing it all. Me and my wife and some friends have been really helpful. And that's like harder than making any record that I ever made is, is, is doing this. I learned a lot of, a lot of stuff on YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, so I'm glad that my, this is seriously the last day of us working on this house. And, um, now I got my studio kind of put together, bought some new gear, bought an upright piano, tuned it up and got it sounding all pretty. And, um, I'm just excited about this tour with, you know, some of my favorite bands in this, this whole genre, uh, Long Beach Dub All-Stars and, and the Agrolites who we toured with the Agrolites before in like 2010. And I danced every night, man. Those guys are electric. Yeah. Um, there's so much fun that they call that uh, skinhead reggae, that vibe um, was heavy on the organ with Roger Revis, and that's exciting. And the Long Beach Top All-Stars, I mean, Legends. I wouldn't be doing this for, you know, if it wasn't for Sublime. I'm one of those kids that heard DJs, all of the DJs surely have taken a lesson, and, uh, you know, I fell in love with Sublime from day one, and then you know, when Bradley passed and they picked up Long Beach Dub All Stars right back, that record and Wonders of the World, my friends, we bumped that every day for oh, years. Yeah. So I can't believe I'm on that tour with them. I'm kind of reverting to my teenage self at times. And uh, we announced it so early that I'm like, it, it's, we announced it like two months ago and we still got, uh, you know, almost three months before our, our leg of the run, which starts in Texas and goes all the way, winding. Uh, to Key West, Florida, all the way up the coast through Boston, where you guys are, Toronto, back down, all the way up to Chicago and uh, Minneapolis. So I just am tripping, man. It's, it's like, I don't really, I, I'm waiting for someone to tell me that it's not really happening and it was a dream or something. So, and uh, I just can't wait for it to get here. I know. Uh, me too. You and me, dude. I can't wait for July, <laughs> dude. You mentioned you come out to Boston, so that's, uh, we're definitely going to check you out, man. That's that's just so dope that you and, and Long Beach Sub All-Stars are getting together and coming all this way, man. Is it July yet, Mark? Damn. Yeah, it's I not know, July. right? And then I think we play in Toronto, and then we have a couple days off. I think. So I'm gonna have to, maybe I'll come back down to Boston if I have a chance, if there's nothing else going on, and you guys can show me uh, show me around or something. Dude, we'll we got you, you, man. We'll we take got you to you. a freaking basketball game, man. You can see – how the Celtics do, man. We'll take you to a Red Sox game, bro. We'll take you to a Patriots game. You can see some uh, good sports teams. By July, in I think we're in Maybe the not Red in Sox July. <laughs> I've been to Fenway, but I never saw a game in Fenway. We did. I did a tour there once. Like, Pretty cool stuff, that. right? Yeah, it's you know I grew up playing baseball. I like it was. Uh, I was guy. Actually, was a pretty good shortstop. I played high school. I was like captain of my team, but I was so damn skinny at this time. I, the wind could have blew me over. I couldn't. Uh, couldn't. I was too small for a college ball. But loved playing. Loved turning the double play. Loved play, loved the camaraderie. And uh, there is a little element to that that you kind of seep into a band. You're kind of part of a team, and you know the us against the, the world type of. Uh, Auto. Sometimes we have to go through all the ups and downs of being in in a band, just like just like a sports team. So I, I enjoy that aspect of it. And for the record, you're a, a Philly sports fan. You you rep Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was born in uh, 
Bucks County, right outside of Philly. All my family's from South Philly, so I had no choice in the matter but to be a, a Philly sports fan. But uh, you know, we got we've had Boston's number, and Boston's had our number in years, different sports. Uh, so I'm glad we got a couple titles under our belt because I know everybody was shitting on us for for a long time. <laughs> Yo, how, how did you celebrate that Super Bowl, man? When you guys got it, how did how did you personally celebrate that? Did you just go? Uh, I, I was actually on a bar in San Diego, on top of the bar. Oh really? Were you like dancing and stripping and stuff? What were you doing uh, on a bar? Coyote at your side? No, I was just leading a chant of the Eagles uh, chant. I was beyond reproach. I, I couldn't be taken down. So <laughs> Good it was for at you, the very bro. end of the night, a lot of tequila. Me and my yes. buddy were there and we liked our tequila. So I couldn't believe we won with Nick Foles. So that was a that was a high point. And then, so that that is a good thing coming back east and knowing that when your sports teams are good, you know, make helps get through the winters and uh, and uh, makes the dark times a little brighter. <laughs> I like it, man. Well, I tell you what, man, it's, taking it back to your music because that's that's why yeah. we're all here, man. We could, you know, Mark and I could talk trash about Philly sports teams all day, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to talk about your music. So, <laughs> well, no, you guys got that Super Bowl, so I'm glad you got that one, but. For your music, man, one thing that I've noticed is, like, your music has just evolved over time. Similar to myself, man, the, the phases I went through, the points in my life that I was at when you dropped certain songs, man, just spoke to me. Like, man, I remember when I was a young, rebellious kid trying to meet as many women as I could, your music spoke to me, man. When I was in love and I got my heart broken as a young man, your music was there for me. As I got older and I started pondering, like, the bigger meaning of life, man, your music was there for me. So I'm wondering, Mike, man, I know you got the house, you got the wife, you got the American dream. We mentioned that, man. What, what phase are you at in life right now, man? And, and are we going to see that reflected in music down the road? I mean, do you see it similar to me that your music kind of grows with you or? Well, yeah, that is think. definitely, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, that's, you can only speak from the experiences that you have and, we had spoke earlier, you know, before the podcast, and just like, you know, there's people who are 21 years old who are not maybe on the same page as my music right now. And I don't, you know, my idea now is not to write songs for 21-year-olds. Um, I try to make a universal message to the best of my ability because I do actively seek and try to have everyone relate to my music, but... It's, it's difficult. We're in an interesting time where, you know, there's almost that pre-internet, you know, decade of people who are in their 30s now that, that you know, didn't have social media through their formative years. And then there's like a break after anybody who's kind of younger than 28, 29 at this point where that's, you know, it's been you know we've been consumed in it with facebook and uh and dating sites like tinder like i can't even imagine being i feel bad for people who are single these days uh, and young it's gotta be some crazy shit but um you know i i i want to write songs for them as well but i can only write what i know and i don't think that forcing it is going to do myself or anybody else any good because i got to sing those songs for 10 20 years so i i try to write something that is true at least the time that 
I write it. Sometimes I listen to songs and I think about the 22-year-old, you know, version of myself that was a little more immature and didn't have his head on right. But uh, I still see the the people that are that age. Those are the ones that are they're bobbing their heads to in the crowd, and I think what a trip. You know what I mean? Like you are making that connection. So uh, that that keeps me my spirits up with songs like that. You know. So, so we won't be expecting any Mike Pinto songs about the Tinder lifestyle. We'll, we won't look out <laughs> no, for that. I've never done Tinder. No, I've never <laughs> signed on. I've never signed up. I've been on tours where I've had other musicians and crew who are tindering, and you know, they call it tindering broads, um, uh, during the tour and trying to meet up. And so I, I couldn't even think of what that feels like. I, I don't. I couldn't do it. So, well, but it gave me a good yeah. laugh. It's entertaining. I definitely, you know, thought it was funny. But uh, I, I don't wish it on on anyone to have to go through that sort of meat market uh, rejection. <laughs> I don't know. Our and producer Evan has a big smile on his face right now, man. I feel like he knows that lifestyle, but we won't get into that. Yeah, don't we, we, he's tendering. He's swiping. He's doing it right talking. now. He's swiping left right now. Um, <laughs> you have made music for people in relationships. Particularly songs like Backburner, Bringing It, Heartbreak, Never Hold Me Down. Those songs, just for every guy out there that's ever been broken up with or left a bad relationship or been heartbroken, I mean, those songs are everything, dude. That's like motivation music right there, man. So so from all the guys that have ever had their hearts broken out there, Mike, thank you for representing, for dropping some good music, man, uh, to get our minds right, man, because... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that pain turned out to be something <laughs> productive. So it yeah. is. Uh, it's a trip now. It's something to think about too now, because I'm I'm happy in my relationship now, and uh, you know you don't want to write. You know, I've always been like, you know, artists shouldn't write too many love songs. Uh, I don't know what made me think of that that type of life as a songwriter. I don't know why, because I think it's such a fine line between impactful and cheesy and cliche because there's so many love songs out there but i'm not you know i'm actually in a really good place in uh in my relationship so it you know i guess i you hold yourself back and and um you know you don't want to throw your your significant other under the bus uh, at all for any other shortcomings so i guess i'll probably there'll be a song of all my own shortcomings to take the heat and, uh, I, you know, because subliminally, as any man can attest to, you think of some crazy shit as a man being in a relationship that's just, we got, there's an animal, there's a creature in us that, that thinks about a lot of other things, and you try to keep that guy at bay, and you try to be a righteous individual, you know, for when you find a good woman, whatever that hopefully may be. And uh, I think that's at the point now is maybe I have to tap into that inner dialogue and those moments of doubt to to absolute joy and try to use those colors in, in some future songs. I think it makes sense where you're not talking about lovey-dovey and uh, good vibes for all. Hmm. And um, I mean, because you, you live in New England, man. It ain't all good vibes. You know this. Know. this be true i don't know and, it's pretty good out here the <laughs> vibes are pretty good out here 
Yeah. Wait. The vibes are good, you know, especially when the sun comes out. I'm not saying there aren't any good vibes. I'm just saying, you know, writing only good vibe songs is only half of the palette of uh, of of the spectrum of writing. And and to write all positive songs seems a little silly. I mean, and the people who I looked up to, the Bob Marleys, the John Lennons, and the Bradley Knowles, Date and the Dylans, and, you know, the people who I consider the best songwriters, um, they have a lot of negative songs. You know what I mean? And, uh, and that's the hard part. You know, that's what my job is to do. I'm trying to get better at that as the years go on. So um, it takes me a little longer to write tunes because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about people my own age. And I'm trying to, you know, try to connect with some younger people. But it's, uh, it doesn't get easier writing, let me tell you that. I believe it, man. Well, i tell you what, as long as it's coming from a genuine place, man, people will feel it because there's other people that are – in a similar situation to you, Mike, that, that feel the good and the bad, and to hear that come out in your music's only got to be uh, a little therapeutic for him, man. So keep that up. But I'm curious, man, wh- what is that songwriting process for you? Do you just, like, lock yourself away in a room and write whatever you're feeling? Or, like, how do you actually uh, turn some of these songs into reality, man? How do you do that? I think it starts with, like, the topics, you know. I'll try to... If I'm stuck, uh, you know, I'll try to read a book and, and find a topic. I like going digging into the past, you know, or even watching movies and uh, trying to find similar themes, you know, whether it be, you know, you're talking about crooked politicians, you go you go far back in the beginning of time, it's, you know, song like Crooks that I had just written on my last record. And, um, you know, right now, the you know, pharmaceutical company that was supply and demand. Um, and you look back in time and see if there's those issues still were around. Because if they were around in the past and they're still here today, there's a good chance they'll be there tomorrow and in the future. So it's uh, what I look for in writing, kind of like a timeless song. I guess that's where my head starts. And I don't start, you know... I don't start really writing until I found something I can really hang on to. Um, from then, I, I while I'm doing it, I kind of collect melodies, major and minor melodies, whatever it is. When a lot of times when I'm um, digging deep into old tunes and really putting a lot of my focus on writing, I'll wake up in the morning with a little melody or something that lingers over and over again. You know, uh, that sticks in my brain wound up being a song. So I kind of am collecting independently, like the theme of the song, um, the the melody, which will end up being either a vocal melody or a guitar melody, or it ends up being horns. A lot of times I write what the horns are going to be as, as far as the hooks. And now I just talk to my guys who have been recording with me these last few uh, records and kind of express them, give them a bare bones idea of what they do, and then I tell them to put their little spin on it and think one really great, especially on this last record in Hotel Rendezvous. So, uh, that's, it's, a, it's a jigsaw puzzle, man. You put it together these days. I kind of, it's very rare these days where I write everything one sitting down and all of a sudden it falls out of my, uh, out of my head. Now it's more, I, you know, I, co- I collect, uh, little bits and put the pieces of the puzzle together when i was younger 
I don't know what it was. That stuff used to flow all day long. Like Tricky Nicky, I wrote in two two days, and uh, Bad Luck, pretty much the same. Uh, full speed, the same. That record, it's just, bangers, it was just dude. you know coming to California for the first time, which was a dream. And, and all those tunes, for the most part, uh, came out. But Tricky Nicky came before that. But the rest of them. All good uh, songs, Mike. You know, the, yeah, appreciate those. Hey, so Mark here. I, I have a question. So on the West is Still Wild EP, you have a song called uh-huh. Fears and Phobias where you talk vividly about the experience of someone with panic attack disorder. So as someone, uh, who, yeah. as someone and, who's uh, experienced that, that song's definitely helped me a lot. A lot of reggae rock artists recently have been speaking about mental health. Brandon Hardesty. Uh-huh. Hardesty definitely was talking about that last week. So, what's your take on mental health nowadays? Oh, man. Um, We're hitting you with the hard questions, Mike. No, I know. That's a a multifaceted answer for me. Um, I think there's a couple different things. One, I think that, you know, talking about pharmaceuticals, I I don't, you know, I think people go to the pills too quick. They're looking for a a quick um, fix of some of these problems. I think um, that Western medicine doesn't hold all the answers to some of these people's problems. And, you know, I've had issues myself where stress has caused, you know, you see mental stress turn into physical um, ailments. And I think a lot of people have those stresses. Uh, And it's, and that's fine. You know, I mean, that's, totally normal I just think that we should turn to more meditation we should turn to you know look at what you eat and um, and drink I think you know even if you want to get real you know drinking for me was a lot of caused a lot of my problems mm. that might have made for some good songs but as mm. far as uh, you know uh, trying to help with the anxieties and uh, mental anguish that people go through i think if you're starting to feel that you need to clean up your body and your mind you know what i mean i think you know mental and physical go hand in hand and in our culture they want to throw a pill at at what you got if you have anxiety where as if you know exercise and meditation and things like yoga for some people you know could help rather than trying to mask it with pills because i've just seen a lot of friends and I know it's in every area, you know, get hooked up on some pills because they got low self-esteem or, you know, they say it's part of the party, um, a party culture, and then it ends up taking them down a dark place. But I think, you know, you got to check yourself. You got to be wise enough or strong enough to check yourself and be, you know, not let other people affect your party mode. Uh, I think there's ways, you know, I've done it too. You know what I mean? I've definitely gone on tours where you're out there for months and you drink every day, party every day. Um, I think, you know, obviously medical marijuana is something that a lot more people need in this country and in the world. And I can't wait for it to be in every state and uh, us to laugh about how you had to get on airplanes and put it and hide your weed and, fly all over the country and drive in across the country in a VW bus and whatever people had to do to get people medicine. I'm looking forward to those days. I think weed helps to bring out, uh, accentuate 
you know, whatever you're going through, and you have to recognize that and and try to be your own doctor, feed feed your uh, feed your own mind instead of going to some of these doctors who just want to throw pills at you. And, and uh, I don't think it's helpful as a lot of people think, Mike, especially I, the generation. I, I agree with that. you. I agree with you. I think that what you said, like you know, proper diet, meditation, just finding that clarity within yourself, and then. You know, getting some exercise in at least a few days a week um, definitely could uh, help you not have to resort to taking those pills that the doctors so easily prescribe to you. So I think you nailed it. Yeah. Really and I think the 20, yeah, point. like, and going back to, like, if someone's in their late teens, early 20s here, like, that Mike Pinto, who is 22, would probably be laughing at me right now. Um, <laughs> a little bit just because you're like, I'm indestructible. What are you talking about? Like, I couldn't drink and then bounce back and work eight hour day work and easy, right? Easy back in yeah. the day. Now you do it. And I'm, I'm hungover some... for like three days. Yeah, no doubt about Give that. These some I, wisdom, that's man. real. But on top of that, it's just like those are habits that you know don't have uh, longevity that are going to be good for you in your future. So it's something you just need to be aware of. I'm not saying don't do it because I had a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, doing it, you just gotta, you know, want to get with the food, let thy food be thy medicine. Yes. Um, yes, yes. And vice versa. And then you have to not let other people um, talk you into living a lifestyle that you don't want to. I mean, that that's real Amen. strength. Amen. Mental strength. So. Mental fortitude. I like it, dude. I might get dropping some serious trying to get wiser. Knowledge, trying to dude. get wiser. Yes, sir, man. Hey, I tell you what, completely off topic, man. Random question that I've wanted to ask you, dude. Your music, your songs, your lyrics, they're they're so real, they're so open, man. You definitely let your listeners just look through the window and see your life, man. And some of your songs, dude, I, I really feel your words. They seem very personal. I'm wondering, man, have you ever, like, written a song and had the person that that song was written about or or the person involved in that situation that the song was written about be like, Mike, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, you're putting me on blast, dude? <laughs> well, that... I fail it pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I try not to use their direct names. Um, but, you know, I had a friend named Bill, you know, who I wrote. Bill song about, and but he wasn't a robber. But I mean, what well, he was, but not banks. Um, <laughs> you know, I've had these people on coming in out of my life. There was a you know a girl named Nikki, and she but she was a real sweet girl, and it was just a nickname, and she didn't really fall into that. But you know, you just take a little. If you don't take too much from everybody, then they can't get too offended. I guess, right? Um, I mean, I've had exes say, was this song about me? And I said, yeah. And, then, <laughs> but you're, you know, I, maybe sometimes, you know, when I was younger and single, I would hold on to the stories until I wasn't with the person <laughs> anymore. And then, then let it so, because the damage would already be, I'd be past the storm. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have to deal with consequences of it. I've told um, some of my exes that you wrote songs about them. So, you know. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, I've um, had a lot of people confide in me that I wrote Tricky Nicky about their girlfriend. Oof. <laughs> what a legendary <laughs> song, man. Um, one of my favorites, too. You know, it's, uh, it, there is, there's always truth in it, you know, and it's easier to put it in, 
to a story than be literal with everything because then one it's just not as creative and um two you might hurt more feelings with some friends yet Uh, yeah yeah man so uh, a little bit uh changing topics a little bit but I, I'm a big fan of Sugar Shack, so I, every I think it's every Thursday oh, yeah. I put on some new content, and I'm, I'm checking it out. I, I saw you've done some sessions on there. Can you speak about that experience and, and how it was working with those folks and just kind of a, what, what that day uh, what looked like? What a great like? crew. I had a great time with, with the entire crew there, um, and even from the interactions on email with Carla and, and a couple of the guys that are just like on the – on the video side of it, and uh, they're very passionate people, and that's when you're in the music business, those are the people you want to be around, you know? You want to be around people who are fired up about their art, uh, and in Florida, which is already a big haven for reggae lovers and Mm -hmm. every hybrid version of that. Um, And I'm really glad that uh, geographically we have it down there because I think, one, there's a lot of people from a lot of different places that live down there in Florida. You know, being from the East Coast, how many people go back and forth. So I think uh, that's good. You know, I think it's, you know, I'm not going to compare it to Southern California because that's just two different worlds. But, um, you know, I think there's something about being on the southern part of the coast. And, um, you know, you're always going to look for warm weather down there, and there's that... that positive uh, feeling about visiting Florida, being from where you and I are from, uh, in in cold times, and I think that that same sure. thing in Southern California. There's that that same mentality, so I think it fits well um, with that vibe. And and then just going down there, you're going into someone's home, and uh, they treat you in that fashion. So it's more intimate. It's you know you're not going to a venue and sitting down and you and, recre- and writing and playing these songs yeah, you're in someone's home so most bands have these those days where you play a lot of private parties and and you connect with fans that end up being fans for 15 years who are still see because of the house party and i think a lot of the bands like that and the atmosphere um speaks to the early exciting parts of music and, and touring. So I think that's part of why they got that little lightning in the bottle. Where you see everybody seems pretty relaxed, you know? And when I watch, when I watch other videos, you know, people have a lot of less. And, and uh, we did, I had a great time. And uh, it was the perfect timing for us because we've only been really getting going again um, this past like year and a half. I was taking some time to try to sign up on the summer. So going down there to Florida in the winter, and we finished the Sugar Shack, and it feels like a family event. There was no pressure, and, um, you know, I was extremely excited to do it. I actually reached out to them to do it because it looked like a real fun thing to do, and they were like, sure. They are all about it, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I was just laughing because they're like, yeah, you know, you see somebody come and it's like, Sugar Shack has all the connection. We're just like, I just had an email and they said, oh, yes, let's do it. You're coming, <laughs> whenever you're coming through, it wasn't anything, that, you know, magical in, in that respect, which which kind of tracks me up. Yeah, man, getting Mike Pinto on there. I mean, I'm sure that was an easy easy yes coming from them. So, you know, you, know, well, you, I, don't, you know, I didn't know that at first. You know, you know me for, 
for, you know, since 2003 and 2004, but I don't know if they, there's a lot of young fans who know some of these bigger bands in the genre who have no idea who I am, and uh, that's why I got to keep touring, that's why I decided to get back at it, because, uh, you know, I want those people to find those early gems in the music, and then hopefully, like you said, grow with the music that I've released in time. Yeah, man. You, you know, you, you talked about Southern California. We talked about Florida. We talked about New England. A lot of different tours going on across the country. Anything you get your eyes on? Any tours? Any festivals that that you'd like to get on? Any goals? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of goals. Um, you know, as far as touring goes, and I think this Long Beach Dub All Star tour in July is really gonna be the yes. beginning of where I want to go. I'm really excited. Um, Here for it. What about uh, festivals? The reggae, yeah, the Reggae Rise Up look like a real good time in Utah and Florida. Those are, the, uh, the Levitate Festival looks like a great time. I'd like to get back in that Cali Roots again. Uh, that was so much fun. Uh, I'd like to can continue to go on uh, on the One Love in Long Beach. I know some people were giving a little slack, but I, I had a blast. There was an incredible lineup of musicians. And, you know, I think as I got to see Morgan Heritage play, and I knew about him, but man, wow. you can't beat the live show on some of these. Um, yeah, I totally agree. They blow you away live sometimes. Um, I'd like to get a little international flavor in my in my life too, just to see. You know, I have an American view on a lot of things that I don't even subconsciously know about. You know, there's a. I'd like to see how they think in in Germany and and um in france and to be to know two three languages that's ingrained in the culture and something that we don't a lot of us don't have or um hold to a high uh, bar you know i think it's very interesting to have so many cultures in europe jam together and I'm, I'm interested in that i'd uh what else i mean there's a, a lot of um Reggae, reggae, um, Japan, Japan, reggae is big in Japan. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, in your words, Mike, you said 8,000 miles away, you could have been king in a vast empire of the city of Beijing. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because uh, I played in Guam shortly after uh, writing that song and, uh, I had a cool family out there kind of take me in and we did a couple tours out there. I don't know why I hadn't been back. They had stopped kind of touring, but they found into other cool um, businesses. And, you know, that song felt so right when I was playing there. And I think that tune in particular stuck with some some people. And I actually wrote that after shortly after college and I was taking a world religions class and I was Raised, raised Catholic, so I had no idea. They, that wasn't, they wouldn't let that anywhere near my high school, and I was just raised kindergarten through 12th with, uh, you know, Catholicism, and didn't have any other um, exposure to any other religions till late in college, and I thought reincarnation and a lot of the Eastern uh, religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, really, interested me and stuck 
with oh, me yeah. to the point where I had to write that to him. Yeah, dude. You you actually you you ponder philosophy, religion, spirituality a lot in your songs. And one of my favorite is "When I Die," dude. You have a line in that song where he said, "Sometimes I think about the last breath I take from my mouth, and I wonder how it takes." And you also say, "One that sticks with me is who will be man enough to take my place, dude." I think about that line. I'm like, "Damn, dude." Who? Yeah, that's being my, born my right now. Had, I read that my dad had a, just had a heart attack. Oh, um, sorry, man. At, no, at that time, yeah. I mean, he he lived. He lived. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but I the first time I'd seen my father and everybody will at some point in time experiences, um, you know, in a in his weakest state, you know, totally helpless after double bypass surgery and all the color was gone from his face. Man, when death comes to your front door, it really, uh, it really puts everything into perspective. You know, you, I know a lot of people who's when death comes that close, it changes a lot of people's lives, and it did for me. And uh, I wrote that song almost the day I got home, and um, I thought that that was uh, one that was. One of the, you know, it really came off the rawest emotion. So I'm glad that you felt that. Hell yeah. Uh, it's a trip, you know. It, you really gotta keep that in the back of your mind when you're doing when you're having tension in your life. I mean, it's a, it's really it'll it'll help you live your life a little more to the fullest, I believe. And you don't have to go to that dark place to do it, but you just have to nod towards uh, the grim grim reaper every once in a while. Be happy that you escaped uh, another day from so. Bro, I'm I'm going through that right now with my family, Mike, and I just I appreciate that you put those emotions into music and put that out there. And in that song, everything I got, the one we opened this podcast up, man, you say, um, I spent too much time on the inside of hospitals, too much time crying on the long ride to funerals, dude. Yeah. God damn, dude, your music just man it 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 uh, it hits people, man. It's real. You don't see that that genuine realness out there nowadays. So thank you, man. Yeah, well, I'm glad you recognize that because you know, it takes a long time to write those songs. Yeah, to, to get in those places is not always easy. But uh, yeah, I do want to. You know, not to be cliche, but I, I do want to relate to people. You know, I think that's what can cross the bridge and get rid of all this fear and racism and all that stuff you could say one love but you know you know reggae reggae is a great vehicle for good feelings and and social movements and uh you know people should be very aware of that's what this that genre is made for sometimes you know now that i get older i really recognize that and you want to that's why a song like When I Die doesn't fit in a reggae genre. You know what I mean? It's just a singer-songwriter genre. It's a different mood altogether. When it comes to death, it's hard to, it's harder to write in a, a reggae chuck. Um, and so that's why in the future, you know, I wouldn't like to not just be a reggae artist, which I'm already not, but, you know, I advise other songwriters to don't put yourself in, in one lane because... There's too many themes in this world that are not going to fit. And, and reggae is beautiful, and it's 
for the youth and it keeps you youthful. But there's some, you know, that's the crossroad I'm at now is how am I feeling now and does it fit into reggae? Um, and, and those feelings have to be properly put in the right compartments or um, <clears throat> you're going to, it's going to sound funny, you know? Yeah. You, you know, it's just the way it is. But that's the way I think. I don't just think of, uh, can I put good lyrics on this reggae beat? You know, it's more mainly like, is a theme going to fit into this genre? And if it doesn't, then you shouldn't be, you should write it in another tempo and another, you know, style altogether. But uh, I, I do, I love reggae for what it, everything it is. You know, I really do. Yeah. You are allowed to do a lot with it. You know, it's great. Well, you heard it here first. Do not put Mike Pinto in a box. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, Mike, we have been blessed with this opportunity to speak to you, man. We're going to keep this conversation rolling. We'd like to jump into a little segment we do every week, and it's called Rapid Fire, man, where we give you one word, and you give us your first reaction, man. Kind of like word association, man. We'll throw a word out there. Just let us know what you feel, man. Something quick. Mark, you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do this. Dude. Rapid Fire. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Is what you always say. Let's go, baby. I don't know if I've ever said that. Well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mikey P here. Rapid fire. Philadelphia. Art. That's what I think. There's a lot of art. Art. There's there's a lot of poets, dancers, singers, um, painters, actors. I don't know if I already said that. Uh, more than people think, I think the cultural arts are, are, you know, there's some great museums, French Impressionist museums in, in that city that uh, I don't think people, you know, you think sports, a lot of people say sports or food or, but I like to, I, I ran into some one of a kind artists and so I'm going to go with art. Listen, I, I met a dancer from Philadelphia, and let's just say we hit it off, but unfortunately yeah. she won't uh, return my phone calls anymore. So uh, <laughs> next que- next next word, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> well, GOAT. I mean, oh, the greatest you. quarterback of all time. Okay, okay. The GOAT. Yeah, I mean, how, that is the first thing. I mean, yeah, I could Giselle might be the other first thing that comes to my mind. Ooh, <laughs> she's a goat too in her own right, dude. I like it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't deny the guy's got he's on the fingers for rings. So. <laughs> I like it from a Philly fan. That's uh, mm-hmm. we had to do that to you, Mike. Mark, genius. Genius. I, Einstein is the first thing that came to my head if we're thinking about that. Genius. Okay. You know, is who, that's their, the first example of a genius. Absolutely. Agree with you there. Okay. Avocado. <laughs> Every week we get this one. <laughs> Avocado. Oh, man. I think about uh, the first thing I think is my wife is, is a tree. My wife is an arborist, so she specializes in trees. And I love avocados, but we, we, you know, we love San Diego, and we had my my wife 
started growing an avocado tree from from an avocado that we had picked off a tree. And it's now sitting about four feet tall in my in my living room. And we're hoping that it, you it, have an it, avocado it, tree. Yeah, we brought one. Man. She, my girl, grew it from a actual seed. Dude, every week we get we we hit somebody with avocado, and there's a story. We there. stumbled across the secret, man. Every good reggae rock artist has some relationship with avocado somehow. That's so <laughs> strange. We've it's discovered so, this. It's, it's such a random thing to bring up, but everybody has a relationship with avocado, and they got a story. That's not yeah, that's good funny. on you. Yeah. I hope you those come out delicious. Good fats, good fats getting your brain, man. man. Yeah, keep absolutely. Keep turning. Yes, sir. Yeah. Forget the pills. Eat more avocados. Avocado. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man. Uh, let's see. Bradley Noel. Boss DJ. Boss DJ. Boss DJ. <laughs> Check out more goats, dude. Yeah, that's like my it. tune, dude. That's my tune. I like it. Boss DJ. What a song. What a what a spirit that guy had. All this ripple effects. I wonder what he would think of it. I think if he was alive, there would be everybody would try to be doing something raw. I think it would be a lot more distortion. In this yeah. music, <laughs> there'd be a lot agree, more. Yeah. I don't think. I think he would. Uh, I think he would have gotten the more pop. I mean, more like uh, rap and things like that. But it would have been interesting to see to see what edge. he evolved to. Uh, d- before we move forward, I just want to say, "Badfish" is my probably favorite song ever. Um, a little darker, yeah, a but um, it, it hits home for me. So. That's, Bradley Noel's a genius. That's like thinking, like, like, what would it be like if Tupac was still alive or Biggie were still alive? Like, if they were still alive, like, everything would be different. There's no way to... Yeah, but they'd still be rapping. Bradley Noel's got this, like, d- diverse sound, and who knows? But who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they would have collaborated with one another at that point. Fuck, yeah. People get I, that big. I know what he'd be I'm doing. I'm surprised there's not more collabs like that cross genre. You're going to start seeing it, right? Didn't we just see that with... Uh, Tribal, Tribal Theory, Theory. Yeah, they and, had Rob and Russ, Stone, or, dude. Was it Russ or no, it was Rob Stone? No, Cal- Collie Buds and Russ. Oh, Collie Buds and Russ. And then Rob Stone and Tribal Theory did a collab. Rob Stone, yeah. So, uh, Mike, I'll completely just popped in my head. What rapper would you want to do a collab with right now? Oh. Um, first one comes to mind is Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. probably like J. Cole or something. J. Cole, Cole and Mike did, though. You know what? Two storytellers right there. That would be some yeah. fucking heat. Two storytellers. I need to still dig in deep. I kind of got away from rap for a while. I don't know why. I've, I've dug more into like classic rock these years. But sure. um, I definitely need to get back into him. Everything I've heard from him, I, re- I just like stop and pause and rewind to hear those lyrics. Because lyrics are just Bro, incredible. That, that's how we feel when we listen to you, Mike. Who who in the who in the reggae world? Who in the reggae rock world do you bump with right now? Who do you who do you uh listen to and are like, uh, oh, okay, I, like I that. love like Catch a Fire. Something about yeah. Catch a Fire I really dig. Um Beast. I like Thunderbody who are from you know, New York, the guy from Giant Panda. Mm. I don't know why a lot more people didn't catch on to them as much. I, I dig them. It was the original singer of were the you know the primary singer of Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. Um, those guys are fantastic. I really like those records. Um, let me see. Like I said, like I, I haven't been digging deep into a lot of the genres because I don't want to sound like them. Um, 
Who else is on? Uh, the Hip Abduction, I've known those guys for years. I'm glad that they're getting their deserve. I've tried to pass their word on to a lot of people. The bass player actually played my, on my first record. He was my, uh, it wasn't mine, but we jammed. We were in a band together in Pennsylvania. When Little District is the first real record we did. Right on, um, dude. Even that, yeah, you you enlisted. I think it was off iTunes had the the self title came first, but actually Little District came first um, in two thousand and five, uh, and we were just fresh out of college. And him and I did that record, and then he moved to Florida and was actually an English teacher for a while, and still kind of playing music on the side. He's really an intellectual and a bright guy, Chris Powers. And, he found this band, The Hip Abduction, and they were just local for a while, and then they, they just took off. And, Man, they're touring with uh, Dirty Heads this summer, I think. Yeah, yeah, you got it. They're doing, I think they're doing a tour right now with them. Yeah, they might have already started that one. That's dope. Big um, so yeah, obviously there's a ton of, ton of artists out there, a ton of bands that, that we could collaborate with. We could talk all day, but rapid fire, one more question. Guitar. Guitar. Telly. Telecaster, that would be. Telecaster. That's what I want. That's, a that's beautiful what my next sound. purchase. I want to have myself a little hollow body tele telecaster. It's got such uh, a unique sound. When you hear it, you just know it's a telly. Yeah, and I mean, I have a Les Paul studio. I'm kind of, I'm in my studio now, so I'm staring at guitars. So perfect timing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I think that's the first thing that came out of my head. Mike, but, Mike, we could talk to you for 17 hours, 18 but. even. <laughs> We're not going to. We got to wrap this up, but we would love you to come back on our podcast down the road, man. You know, maybe when you come out to this Boston area, we could link up. You know, we could maybe do some acoustic sessions. We did that with Roots of Rebellion. We got a lot of big things in mind, but we're gonna we're gonna wrap this bad boy up, man. Again, this has been a beautiful moment in time captured on this podcast, Mike Bento, everybody. But before we do wrap up, Mike, let the people know, man. What what do you what do they what can they expect? What's coming, man? What's next for Mike Pinto? Talk to the people. Oh, man. Well, we got uh, that Sugar Shack Sessions. We will be releasing a uh, EP sometime this year. So that'll be coming. And some more acoustic guys. Um, I'm starting to, you know, like I was saying earlier, just finish up this house and dig into my studio, really get that thing finalized. And uh, so... I like to record a lot of acoustic music in, in the future. Kind of keep it simple and raw. Try to learn how to, you know, got a couple uh, odds and ends that are going to help. Uh, you know, I love that vintage sound. I think that's why I'm so drawn, drawn to that classic rock. So hopefully something a little raw. It's not, my stuff's not going to be polished. Um, it's just not who I am. So expect a lot of a lot more raw tunes coming that are going to be in a lot of different genres, not just reggae. So right on, Mike. Man, we appreciate you, man, taking time out of your day. I know you've been working on your house. It's a beautiful Sunday, but we yeah, appreciate yeah. you taking the time Hopefully out joining Reggae Three Sixty. <laughs> but thank you guys for spreading uh, the style of music. It's always been helped by by the fans and. Uh, underground style so yeah man we thank got you for, we got for you. being champions of that so. keep doing you bro thank you mike yeah and and you know i hope the fans if you haven't heard me yet to find me on spotify under mike pinto hit that uh, save button 
Yeah, man, man, we're just trying to do our best, man. We're still independent. So, Sir, man, keep blessing the people with the good vibes, Mike, man. Thank you so much, man. Good luck with the house. Good luck with the future, man. Good luck with everything. And holler at us when you come out to Boston, man. I can't wait to meet you, Mike. But, again, thank you for everything. I speak for everybody. Thank you for everything, man. Keep it up. Don't stop, man. We love you, Mike. Much love, brother. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You take it easy. All right. Take All right, it man. easy. Peace. Peace. thousand miles away I could have been king of a vast empire in the city of Beijing well my destiny has carried me across the sea and has reached the western shore it sent me with the wind to your front door my soul's been roaming through for centuries I'm good Wow, dude. Wow, Mike Pinto, everybody. Dude, what do you think, Mark? Man, I feel inspired and educated. Mike's a smart dude, man. He's a well-spoken, thoughtful individual. It was cool to hear his his take on his lyrics and how they impact people and how it comes out. And I don't know, man, just, just fascinating, man, all around. I agree. I agree. That was a great conversation. And uh, thank you again, Mike. Thanks again, Mike, dude. I like it. Um, Mark, if people made it this far in the episode, what what uh, what are they expecting, man? Why are they here? Tell them. Well, I mean, here we are in the second half, and what do we do? We, we inform people of what's going on, recap the week, what's coming up. Uh, we just speak knowledge about the scene. That's what we're doing. Speak knowledge about the scene, dude. I like that, man. Well... Speaking of knowledge around the scene, man, what came out, man? What came out this Friday, dude? It was a hot day for reggae music, for reggae rock music, man. Let's talk about it. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm really digging those new 311 songs. They dropped two on us. Two? Two songs two? from 311. New album, Voyager, coming out on June 28th. Check that out. But Two new 311 songs. the banger don't you worry by 311 one of the two mark what do you think of that song i like that song man good vibes it's a catchy melody man. It's, it's very just... catchy i mean it's a, it's a great song they released to get people hyped for the album and the other song which i'm sure you're about to play a little snippet from i mean if you say it like that it's I just a good classic 311 right here Man, 311 dropping heat. You know what that shit reminds me of? What's that? Like, like I imagine myself playing FIFA 2020, and that's like an intro song, man. It's a career mode in FIFA, man. It's that catchy. It's that universal. It's that mature sound, that positive music, that chill vibe. That 
that music you play like when you're taking a girl home from a date. It's good driving music, man. Good driving music. I like it, man. <laughs> Dude, what else, man? Three Eleven, man. Those are the OGs. Those are the legends, man. That, legends, that, man. Three Eleven, Three Eleven, man. Doing their it's, damn thing every single year. They got shit going on. That's old school, man. Let's, yeah. Let's mix a little new school in there too, man. Would you? Uh, well, you know about Tyrone's jacket. I don't know. Did he leave it behind? Like he forgot it at coat check. What do you know about Tyrone's jacket? Man, talk about, uh, I got like a vintage sound to that, right? It's got some classic feel to it. I feel, I hear James Brown. James Brown. Yeah. A little James Brown, dude. Like, I'm a twist and shout or something with that song. Like, I, I'm going to get up and dance. Good get driving dance. song, but I'm going to be all over the place. Go ahead, get up and dance. I'm going I'm to do my Damn, thing. Damn, you guys aren't seeing this right now, but Mark is dancing like a fool <laughs> right now. Feel it. Damn, sit back down, Mark. All right, all right. All right, I'm back. Damn, bro. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good shit. Right dude, now. I love Tyrone's, Tyrone's jacket. jacket man. It's that Big upbeat up. energy. Love that I, energy. Speaking they, of energy. Cashed out. Cashed Florida, out. Florida Hold on, before stars. we jump, dude. Tyrone's jacket, this song, it reminds me of like a song that would come on a soundtrack for a Guy Ritchie movie. I don't know. Maybe it's just it. me. Cashed out. Cashed out, dude. What about Cashed Out, Mark? I know. Somebody told me they might have released a song the other day. Ooh. Weed Man. Wait, that doesn't sound like Cashed Out. Who is it then? That's Edley Shine featured on the Cashed Out single, Weed Man. Greg Oof. does his thing, man. He's got some vocals Oof. on him. It's a tight song. I like, that. I like that song a lot. Man, I I love the contrast between the cashed out sound and Edley Shine, who was featured, the island artist featured on that banger. I like that song. I, I need to learn a little bit more about Edley Shine. I, I'm not too familiar with him. You know what? Same, brother. I, but I tell you what, after listening to this song, man, I'm going to Google him. I'm going to listen to his music. I'm going to yeah, bump man. some Edley Shine, dude. That's a great song, man. That's a, It's like a love song to your drug dealer. <laughs> it absolutely is. But I, I love like American reggae rock bands vibing with an island artist. It's a beautiful unity. It's a, a beautiful sound. I'm I'm all for it. A lot of reggae reggae rock bands have that token weed song, so. You got to. They nailed it for a token weed song. They fucking nailed it. Good song. You got to have the token weed song, man. Bone Thugs and Harmony had a token weed song. 
also titled Weed Man, not to be confused with Cashed Out Weed Man. Very similar, very similar artists. Yes. Bone Thugs and Cashed Out. Yeah. Yeah, they could be, you know, and, you know, well, brothers in a different. Uh, from, from another mother? Yeah. Because, well, yeah, I'd say Cashed Out is the reggae rock version of Bone Thugs and Harmony. What Who's the crazy, What the fuck bone? am I talking about? That's not even close to accurate, but. I love both of them. I like to think that Bone Thug is the cashed out of hip hop music, but you know, however you take it, man. It's uh You're making my brain work too much on a Sunday afternoon. I golfed nine holes this morning. I Damn. fucking suck at golf. I learned that. It's been a few years since I played, but I enjoyed it. It was good to get outside and, and and golf, man, just to uh, be out there. It was quiet. I heard birds chirping and uh, people saying, four. Dude, I could have told you you suck at golf, man. I could have saved you that whole humiliation. Why would you say that, though? Just I'm like just kidding, looking dude. at me or something? You'd be like, no, you fucking suck at golf. There's you no look way the you part. good at golf. You got a great golf shirt on right now, man. Dude, I'm wearing the- golf fucking shorts. I got a golf shirt. I got a, I got a golf haircut, man. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I went there. I said, "Give me the golf cut," and he's like, uh, "I don't know what that's. I don't know what that is." And I said, "Well, just just go with it." And uh, here I am, recapping the week for Reggae Three Sixty. Mike Pinton, Episode Eleven, continuing each and every week. This is what we do, JB. Man, we talk to very interesting people. We ask interesting questions, and then we fill you in on the news of the reggae rock world. You know, what I'm wondering right now. What? I'm wondering how this is going to sound because remember last week we told everybody like, hey, we have new audio coming in. We yeah, have Evan man. sitting over here in the corner yeah, man. Uh, swiping right on, t- on Tinder. But we got new audio, so I'm wondering how this is going to sound. Hopefully it sounds good. If it doesn't, we got some tweaks we're going to do. But um, Evan. Fire me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Evan's killing it over here. We got some new audio. So hopefully it sounds good to you guys. You don't have to keep turning your volume up and down. Left and right. Hey, as long as the smooth oakiness and that dark cherry wood comes out from the base of my voice, man, then that's all I'd, that matters, baby. You, you describe your voice as dark and oaky every four episodes. Yeah. On average. Yeah. Continue it. Yeah. Continue it. I will. Because my voice sounds like a, a poison ivy. Dude, your voice like a, sounds like a like a rusty oil can. Your voice sounds like I would pump the tires on my bike with your voice. Your voice sounds like it could fill up like a like a tire in a huffy, uh, an eighteen inch huffy. Man, like I could get to the gas station riding on some some tires of your voice. Dude. I mean, a huffy. You're not gonna give me anything better than a huffy, for real. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I hey, listen. We all don't have them dark. Oaky, rich voices. Listen, pop, NFL football hear. players train with my voice. They flip it over to, to just get that extra strength, man, like a big-ass tire in my voice. They flip it and flip it, man. J.J. Watt is out there getting uh, ripped no, on no, my no, voice. No. Uh, what are we talking about, I don't man? think people are doing that. Hey, listen. It is 4-14. April 14th, that is. Today, tomorrow, you'll be hearing this, but... What does that mean? We're days away from Joe Sambo's album dropping Ooh. on 420. Fire, man. I cannot wait. I know we bring up Joe Sambo a lot, but guess what? He's a local guy. We love him. We support him, everything he does. And that's what the scene's all about. 
support and love He's and a legend check it out it comes out on 420 joe sambo much love big respect the album is fucking fire and jb's got that review dropping any day so check out yes, reggae360.com a couple other announcements man tropodelic finally made it public they're gonna drop here in the heights june 7th june's gonna be a hot month man july's gonna be a hot month literally and figuratively yeah for you real. can pre-order that may 3rd i'm popping that pre-order button right when i wake up on pop it dude may Go 3rd. Ahead. just pop 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 um just uh, like that I can't, yeah. I can't do that try it i'll try it yeah Nah, Mark, stop. Terrible. People are that's turning the podcast off right now. Also, Sun Dub Music is a band that recently dropped a single. They're from New York City. The lead singer, this girl, Joanne, and she has got a beautiful voice. And they just fired up a single recently. It's all over Instagram, man. Sun Dub Music, man. Watch out for that album coming. Also, some other things going on. Man, Resonated dropped a video. For she's the one, fire visuals, resonated, always doing big things. Through the roots. Man, I saw on Instagram they were like playing a live session in a trolley. A trolley. A trolley. They have a trolley show. Did you say a trolley? I said a, a trolley. Like one of them like a, little mini train yes, things? Yes. Like the drive around the city? And, yeah. A trolley. Dope. That's dope. That's what a trolley is. But. I don't know what it's for. Maybe it's a video coming out soon. Maybe it was just for fun. Who knows? Dude, that could be the next big thing. Like trolley shows. Video. Like trolley shows, like it'd be limited, but it'd be intimate as fuck. Yeah. And you'd be on a fucking trolley. Who man. would you most want to see perform to you individually on a trolley? Like across any genre? Yeah. yeah. Fucking Madonna. I would have said Cardi B, but all right. All right, man. <laughs> you would say Cardi B. <laughs> but that is a good one. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know. But anyways. Also, shouts out Eric Wilson, who was in the original Sublime and is now mm -hmm. in Sublime with Rome. He had a little accident, man. I I saw on Instagram he was in a hospital bed, and when I saw yeah. the picture, my heart stopped. Yeah, but then yeah. I read through the comments, and I guess he got in a little – Vehicle accident, motorized a little automobile a bike. I, I don't injury. Know. No, 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 it wasn't in the car. It was like, oh, it was like something. I don't know, a bike, a four wheeler, a okay. fucking okay. ATV or something. It was something. But he's all right, man. That's that's good, the good news, man. He's good. We're sending good vibes good, to Eric. Good Wilson. vibes, Eric. Get better. Yeah, man. Damn thing. Get back out there, man. What else is Positive popping? Vibes. Record store day, man. Record store day. I fucking missed it, man. I'm so mad at myself. I saw Pepper do some things on record so store mad. day. Sublime did some things on record store day. If you check out Josh Stupid, a Reggae 360 affiliate, he posted some some records that he bought. I mean, it's a big day if you what like What do you got? You got some Sublime? I think so. I bet he did. You already know. Big Sublime head. Shout out Josh. Ballyhoo dropped some new merch, man. Ballyhoo's merch game is always fire, man. Every show. Gotta cop some Ballyhoo merch. Dude, I got man. like four or five Ballyhoo shirts at home. And that's probably pales in comparison to most people. But yeah, they do got fire merch. What's the weirdest Ballyhoo merch you ever bought? Oh, man. It's like a... Uh, 
it's like this big ass octopus on it. It, it. it doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's it's pretty dumb. Nice. Dude. I get this crazy hat too. This Ballyhoo hat. Yeah, you've seen it, the black and orange one. But yeah, yeah man, they got they got fire merch. I got some Ballyhoo deodorant. It's like the spray stuff, but it's spray like invisible. Wood? Yeah, so you like you spray it on. Yeah, you can't, and you can't you don't can't get it on your shirt. There's no white. What is Mars. It? Is it scented? Yeah, it's. Like, um, what does it smell like? <laughs> it smells like Howie Spangler. Uh, That's beautiful. I know, just rich aroma. Uh, rich aroma. Yeah, but uh, but no, Ballyhoo's got that good merch. Check it out. What else happened, Mark? Not a damn thing, dude. Oh, the Agrilites. They announced they're dropping reggae now. Um. May 24th, we brought them up with the interview with Mike Pinto. Look out for that tour. Long Beach to All-Stars. Boston, that, here we come. July. The Agrilites. Mike Pinto. Also, dude, I know we're a reggae rock podcast, but we got to talk about reggae. Reggae, reggae. Yeah, like reggae that roots. real reggae. Brother, 420. Kaya Fest in Miami. Mm-hmm. Steven. Ziggy, Damien, Julie, Kimani. Called the Marley Fest, man. Cause... But you also got Pitbull, Protege. Wow. Ching Ching. Ching Ching. Yeah, dude. It is a loaded festival, brother. All right. God Imagine fest. in Miami going to that. Oh, ah, my God. Man, that'd be crazy. When is that? Next weekend, 420, man. We got to get oh, some people right, out there. Hey, by the way, 420 is the one-year anniversary for Reggae360's website release. Maybe we'll do a little something. A little something. What do you have in mind? Well, just, I'm not going to say it right now because I get a conversation about this with you. But who knows? It's been one year. What does that mean to you, man? One year in, dude, with the website fired up. It means a lot, man. We've done a lot over the last year. You know, We've worked with a lot of people. Met a lot of people, done a lot of great things, man. I just, uh, a year ago, I didn't think I'd be sitting here across the table from you doing a damn podcast, talking to some of the most interesting people in the community and the scene. So, growth. Let's, like um, let's do an experimental segment where we roast Evan, but like we say positive things instead of negative things. Is that really a roast? Yeah, dude, roast him. All right, go ahead. Evan. First of all, man, look at this dude. Oh man, I like the uh the, the color scheme of the uh clothes you're wearing, man. You got the the black shirt, the green hat, the gold rolly, dude. You got the, the skinny jeans, man. You look very fashionable. And Evan, I I love your tattooed belly. I I saw that a couple a couple minutes the ago. The thing's hanging out, dude. It's a it's a slim belly, but it's nice and tattooed and you're just uh you're a cute little boy. Thank you. Um Thank you, I think, to both of you. All right, and that was Roasting Evan yeah, for 15 <laughs> seconds. All right. Jeez. People, you had everything. Me took this journey with us from the beginning where I did the little AKAs to listen to Mike Pinto talk about life. Came to the second half where Mark and I just blacked out and said weird shit, but you hung with every word. We gave you the news. We reviewed every song that dropped last Friday. What more do you want from us? Tell us, man. Hit us up. Let us know what else you want. We'll give it to you. Let us know. You want to hear some new guests? You want to hear certain people? Let us know. We got some big ones coming up. 
but we're always looking to speak to whoever's interested in getting their their words out there. So, are you talking about cousin Bobby? <clears throat> cousin Bobby. That's crazy. <laughs> I people aren't the world's not ready for cousin Bobby. Actually, it, how'd that conversation go? It, it, it'd be, it wouldn't be like Mike Pinto's. We'd have we'd have to do a video it ha- segment oh, yeah. for oh, that because he give be, the world a little context. This would be Mark's cousin Bobby uh, <laughs> of Gum Job fame. Love to talk about that boy with you people. Uh, so we're gonna get stories for days. We'll, we'll keep incorporating cousin Bobby for you guys. Maybe we'll have him on. That's going to be ridiculous. But uh, no, good things, man. Uh, Just appreciate everybody. Quick positive thought of the week. Evan, go. Um, I didn't die on a hike yesterday. That was really good. So I'm I'm thankful to be here with uh, the two of these guys as well as whoever is still listening at this point, whoever makes it to the positive thought uh, every week. I truly appreciate you. And uh, I'm just glad to be here facts you know uh branching off of what evan just said i'm gonna keep mine simple but get outside that's it nice dude that was uh impactful man <laughs> nice get outside uh, that's it man i don't need to elaborate no dude you get outside you absorb the energy of you'll the know world. once you're outside Exactly. As opposed to Get Out, which is a lot more negative. That would be a negative thought what of the week. What a fucking great movie, though. I'm about to get out. Uh, my positive thought of the week is just that. Have positive thoughts. Let those negative thoughts come into your brain. Recognize them for what they are. And let them flow right out. Say goodbye to that shit, man. Have more positive thoughts, man. Be conscious of the foods you feed your brain. If you have that Avocados. negative thought cycle. I'm sorry? Avocados. You mentioned food. Avocados. Yes. Feed your brain avocados. That good fat going right to your brain. Fueling those omega-3s to have positive thoughts. All right, people, we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us. I love each and every one of you. You people are amazing. Keep coming back week after week. Talk to us. We'll talk back. Let us know what you want. We'll deliver. We'll see you guys. Episode 12. Until then, peace. In come the thing called, I'm the original weed man.